Your station for prep sports year-round. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good morning, and welcome to the 27th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgater Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, the RNL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl, and by Premier Automotive. Promotional consideration is provided by Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria, with locations throughout the metro area, Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall. Desi Vegas Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie. Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner. Moe's Pizza in West Wego. Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna. Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie. Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie. Fat Boys Pizza on Metairie Road. By Mike Sirio's Pull Boys and Deli on St. Charles Avenue. By That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie. Bears Pull Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road. Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Manning's Restaurant at Harris Casino on Fulton Street. Now here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at nashfm1061.com. Our tune-in app is available anywhere in the world for you to listen in via iHeart. Of course, you can get us as well via Alexa. Just say play WRKN, and you'll have success in doing so. And I know you'll enjoy the opportunity to do so as well. And, of course, you can always call into the show, 504-260-1061, 260-1061. Podcast available when the show's over. You can always check that out after the fact as well. And, of course, so much more uh, that uh, we can uh, delve into during the course of the show. And, again, it's 260-1061 to join in the conversation. Ed Daniels should be along here shortly. But we are located in Caesars Superdome where the – LHSAA Prep Classic continues with all the football state championships being decided and certainly look forward to bringing that to you. And we always enjoy doing so. Later on today, we'll have the 5A state championship game broadcast as Ponchatoula takes on Zachary. That is scheduled for 7 p.m. It will be 
sometime thereafter, in all likelihood, based upon the time scheme here, which we'll get into, among other things, as we discuss that in the first segment here about the Prep Classic. We do so with my partner and, of course, good and great friend from WGNO, WNOL, Friday Night Football, and, of course, also from CrescentCitySports.com and 106.1 FM Nash Icon and the Clarion Herald, uh, Mr. Ed Daniels. Ed, good morning to you. Kenneth, how Kenneth, are you? How are you? I'm, hey, like you, I'm here, a little horse, and trying to deal with it and, and chasing shadows with computers and everything else, but we're good. So no worries, everything's fine and ready to roll here in Caesars Superdome. I already have teams on the field, and this team was here, what, at 8.30 this morning? I think they were here a little bit early getting ready for this. That's what, Logansport down there? Or is there who we got down there, Matt? That's Sterlington. Sterlington. That's the Sterlington Panthers. Yeah, we got Sterlington down there. Okay. So the third voice there is Matt Sims, who's joining us here in Caesars Superdome as our third tailgater this morning. Matt, good morning to you. Hey, good morning to you, Ken. And, and guys, I got to say, being with you two on the air this morning, not only is it an honor, but I've never felt younger than being on the show with both of you. Right. Both and of you. Zing, there's shot number one taken. And, so. and by the way, I told Roe Brown last night on the sideline that that was going to be my opening line. Yeah, and he, and he said loved to, it. He huh? said to tell you both that he approved it. That's right. He approved of the message and paid for it in all likelihood. Huh? Okay. <laughs> no, it's an election day. I'm not going there. All right, 260-1061 to join in the conversation. So the Prep Classic, three games yesterday. Two games were played at Tulane last week. We did both of those, Division Three, Division One games, with St. Charles Catholic pulling a tremendous upset to complete an unbeaten season, defeating Lafayette Christian, and Catholic High holding off Jesuit. And then last night in Lafayette, it was U-High defeating E.D. White Catholic 14-7. I hope people noticed because it was lost in translation because of the games being played here. But I will also say this, that they chose to play there, although U-High was interested in playing in the Dome. E.D. White Catholic was not, and I'm not criticizing anybody. That's their choice and their free choice, and I understand the reason, but when championship games are being played at the same time where everyone's paying attention, it kind of gets lost, uh, doesn't it, Ed? I mean, it's the same night. It was different last week because the two games last week were played on their own with no competition. That's a little bit different, isn't it? Well, it is, well, Kenny, it is and, Kenny, and, and, and one of the one things, of the things that, uh, that uh, Richie Mills Richie told, me told me last night, last night is that there is were that some there hard some feelings, feelings after, the, after game. the game. And, and apparently, apparently that was a bone of contention between both teams, and it got a little, it got a little nasty. And uh, I, I don't know exactly what happened after the game. I'm just getting uh, what he told me when he got back to the office around 12.30 in the morning. So uh, no question, I think there was a little bit of a spillover to that last night at uh, Cajun Field after that game. I, I understand a few people had to be separated. I don't think anything really significant happened, but I think there was some definitely some hard feelings over the fact that that game wasn't played at the Superdome. Well, yeah, because Uhai was interested in playing in the Dome and E.D. White Catholic was not. And then I, I listened to your show on the way home on our station here on 106.1 FM. When we were done, we picked up your show. And I heard Kyle Lassane's comments, and I'm trying to interpret what he meant. And I can't speak for him, but I think it was related to, my interpretation was it was related to UHI, not mm -hmm. so much to the LHSAA. And making comments about we only have kids from home and Thibodeau, and that's it, and everything else. And look, he's a great coach. I get all that. I'm not mm -hmm. sure that's the time for that, you know what I mean? Uh, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, again, are you? we don't know exactly 
what he was referencing. Mm-hmm. But if he was referencing you high, well, you know, you might want to try to reveal what you're talking about because, you know, again, you're, you're casting aspersions if that's the case. But, again, I don't know that. Or was he just taking a shot at the whole system as a whole? I don't know. He, he, it was vague with what he was saying. But, you know, and I understand the heartbreak and the heartache. But I'll, I'll compare that to this. Jerry Phillips waited and went on your show last night after yes, he did. an even more difficult loss than Edie White had. And he was nothing but class and gracious. I listened to it on the way home, and I just thought that that's, that was a little bit of a contrast. And I'm not here to blast Kyle saying he's a great coach, and they've had a phenomenal year at Edie White Catholic. But, you know, again, you know, you want to win with, with class and you want to lose that way. Maybe something happened during the game that wasn't pretty. We weren't there, right? But again, that's part of the problem. You're playing a championship game elsewhere on its own, and everybody else is focused on what's happening here at Caesar Superdome. We all know the system's broken, and it's got to change, and I think that was a glaring example. But you were at Tulane last week, and that was a glaring example too because the only person there from the LHSA that I encountered and talked to was Eric Held, and he was there the whole time, and it's their event, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, look, I, mean, look, I, 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 I can't I, get, I can't into, get into, into what they what do they and do what they don't do. I, 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 don't, I don't have any idea, um, you know, how the LHSAA operates. I didn't see anybody else other than Eric. But, you know, I thought the uh, – I, I wasn't, of course, in Lafayette last night, but I thought the uh, event at Tulane went off pretty well, and I thought it was a really nice atmosphere. So, to me, uh, a place like Yulman Stadium is the – other than the parking, it's almost a perfect venue for something like that. The, it's a big uh, if. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, well, you know uh, other than the parking, it is, it's, it's, it's a little bit of an issue. But, um, you know, I think that, that coach was frustrated by a lot of things. And let me just say one thing about Jerry Phillips. I thought, you know, when, when, right when we went to a seven-and-a-half-minute taped interview with Mike Biamonte about Hank Tierney, Jerry walked up to our live location. He waited seven and a half minutes until that piece ended. Because when we were 30 seconds into it, the director asked me, should we dump out of it? And I said, I don't think that's appropriate. So Jerry waited. He was fantastic. And, and as I told him on the air, I asked Jerry to tell him I couldn't thank him enough. I thought he was spectacular. Well, again, uh, and I want to get to that game too, but hopefully this 5A proposal passes in late January. I'm not holding my breath to reunite that class. And talking to Bryce Brown last night, he's all for it. And Carr will be too, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, Willie Brooks did the game with us last night. He's all for it, but will his administration be for it because Jefferson Parish Public Schools had a different vote last time around. So... I'm interested to see what happens. But as far as what's going on here in the Caesars Superdome this weekend, I'll say this, Matt, and you were here all day yesterday. I think that I think they've done a good job. I think it's pretty well organized. Kudos to pulling everything off. But I've said this for years, and I'll continue to beat the drum. If you're going to play three games in one day, start at 11 a.m. Stagger the games by four hours. And I guarantee you, you'll be on time or right about on time because 
all during the day I was getting texts and emails from people, hey, what time is the Amy game going to start? Our Warren Easton fans left and right. What time is I, I can't tell you what time your game's going to start. All I can do is give you an estimation. And we've been here where the last game started at 9 o'clock or 9.15 previously. Not last night. They were probably about 8.10, 8.15. But still, what's the difference? Why not start at 11 a.m.? Matt, I'll start with you. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the difference? One hour. What's the difference? Well, and I would say that um, I, I, I think that if you give it that extra hour, what's the difference of starting at 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. At, at noon? And I think that I think that plays into it is that they just didn't they don't want to start games at 11 a.m. because they it would be an undue burden, I guess, on the teams and the fans. But what's the real difference between 11 and 12, especially on a Friday when teams are driving in anyways? Um, and if you go to a four hour a four-hour difference between the two games. Um, you know, the first game yesterday went over three hours. So even with the break, you still would run a tad bit behind on starting at 3 o'clock. But in that scenario, you're only 10, 15 minutes behind versus an hour behind. Now, thankfully, yesterday the 2A game, um, the 2A game caught up some because Manny – runs the ball so much that helped to run the clock down and that allowed us to make up some time to where the 4a game started just after eight o'clock or right at eight o'clock so we didn't have the nine o'clock scenario but you know I don't, I don't understand i don't understand either why we insist on starting it at 12 why we do three and a half hour uh why the games are every three and a half hours when we know there's no chance it's going to make that and on the flip side we ran into the same kind of crazy situation last week with the Division One and the Division Three state championships, where those games were, I believe, at two thirty and seven o'clock. Two, two, two and seven. Two and yes. seven. But the difference was, was they had to after the two o'clock game, it cleared the stadium out. That's why, and that delayed the whole thing because we didn't start on time there. So there, they built in enough time for the for the difference. But then you clear the whole stadium out, so you got to allow time for that, and then allow right. time for people to get back in there. So that scenario didn't work either. So it's a system that um, it's got some areas that works really well. But as far as timing, getting the difference between. Uh, the start times of the games, it's something that we just continually miss the ball on. Ed, your thoughts? Well, I remember, well, I remember one, one year, year when we had, when we four, had games four games in one in day, one with, day the with the selects that Jesuit and um, John Curtis, I think in 2014, kicked off at 9.35 or 9.40. I think that's I think accurate. That's accurate. Mm-hmm. No, that's the about game, right. Game. So, again, yeah, yeah, the game, I don't the see the, the difference ended, between ended. 11 and noon. I just don't. No, 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 I, no, I, I don't either. So why not? And, and I think it would help solve the problem. That's just my, my two cents for what we saw. Now, as far as the games are concerned, uh, last night's game, con- congratulations to Westgate. Anybody goes through Carr and Warren Easton to win it, that's a fantastic team and a tremendous accomplishment for a first state championship. And yet uh, it's got to be maddening for Warren Easton. They've now lost three state title games by one point. Three. And last night, they're at the one-yard line with three downs to to win the game and couldn't do it. And several things there. Number one, no kicking game whatsoever. If you had a kicking game, you line up, kick an 18-yard field goal, and the game's over, you win. But they don't have one, and they missed an extra point earlier, which is why they're in that predicament. Number two, this modern-day offensive thing that drives me out of my mind, I'm all for shotgun, I'm all for spread and read option and RPOs, but 
can't you teach people to get under center when you're at the one-yard line and just sneak the ball and get a push from behind? It never fails. Never. Especially when you got three downs. But instead, you're in shotgun, and you hand the ball off, and you lose two yards. So, I mean, it, it's frustrating. And I'm talking to the coaches last night here on the broadcast, and they both said the same thing. Line up, run the quarterback power, just sneak it in, and didn't do it. So, uh, very and, and give Westgate all the credit. They kept them out. That's a magnificent goal line stand. But, but I think a real missed opportunity. And, boy, Ed, you and I have seen it for years. The kicking game has decided so many of these games, these one-point games. St. Augustine probably is the king of that. I mean, with the 7-6 games over the years that they've lost. But last night was another glaring example of that, and it really bit Easton. Mm-hmm. Well, look well, at St. Augustine against, against West, West Monroe, Monroe in 1993. in 1993. I think it was 34-33. And then I think the following year at Neville, they missed an extra point and lost 7-6. I, I can go down the line. Look at last week against uh, Lafayette Christian and St. Charles Catholic. Lafayette Christian, they obviously don't punt very much, either that or they didn't practice it. I don't know. But they, they, they had a heck of a time, and St. Charles Catholic won that game on special teams. Yeah, look, the kicking game is so critically important. And again, it showed. Uh, kudos to the Amy Warriors. What a win for Coach Zephaniah Powell. I picked them to win it all this year, and they did. And they got revenge on Manny. They just shut them down. You know, Manny's big and strong, and they run right at you, but they just couldn't do it against Amy. I was really puzzled in the last four or five minutes of that game by Manny's approach. They weren't calling timeout. They were huddling up, down by two scores, and but that's a team that doesn't throw the ball. They're just not accustomed to doing it, and they didn't know how to conduct themselves in that situation. And, but Amy was the better team. Their defense was terrific, and we all know how passionate they are in that community. We did their game last week on CrescentCitySports.com. They treat us fantastic. Congratulations to Dr. Ford and to Zeph Powell for that win. Amy football, that's an incredible passion. No question, no question about, it. about it. And you know what? You know what? I was ex- I was. Ex- I was extremely happy for him yesterday. I'm always happy for him, but I was extremely happy for him yesterday. I, I can't imagine why. So, I, I, I really, I'm still trying to figure that one out. I, I, I think he had many reasons why he was many reasons. For him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's many reasons. Yes, I got it. I got it. I got it. No problem. And then, of course, congratulations as well to Southern Lab. They just took apart Washita Christian. They were just better. In that game, in the Division Four championship game, the select schools which elected to play as part of this classic, and kudos to them for, for doing so. And also, you know, another championship, you know, pending today that we're very interested in, the 5A game, which we'll have tonight, live on 106.1 FM Nash Icon, Ponchatoula against Zachary. And we'll talk about that one coming up in the next segment here, 260-1061. We'll talk about the Saints, Pelicans, LSU, Tulane, anything you'd like to discuss. But the other games, before we get to break today, we've got, again, the 1A championship game. And I'll defer to Matt on this one. Okay, North Louisiana teams, right? Logan Sport, Homer. You got Logan Sport, the one seed, clearly the favorite. Homer, the upstart, having a really good year. And, I mean, Homer has done... Homer got here by doing something that had never happened before, which was delivering the two biggest uh, defeats in the history of the Homer-Hainesville rivalry, beating the Golden Tornado 49 to nothing in Week 10, getting the rematch in the semifinal, and beating them 40 to nothing. I mean, 
I don't know in, in what millennia we would have ever imagined Haynesville getting beat by one team by a collective score of 89 to nothing. So a very impressive uh, display there of offense and defense uh, by the Homer Pelicans to get here. And, and their first trip to the Superdome since 1985. And, guys, I've got a trivia a, tri okay. a trivia question for you. What do you have? When Homer made their last appearance here in the Prep Classic at the Merce at the Caesar Superdome, who was their opponent in that state championship game? What year was that? 1985. I mean, I can look it up, and I don't want to cheat. So. Well, I mean, that's what I figured. I figured you would do that. I mean, well, I, I just told you I'm not going to because I, I don't want to cheat. But 1985 state title game, Homer. I don't know. Ed, do you have any idea? Spring Hill. Spring Hill. Uh, Ed looked it up. So there you go. <laughs> and that was a. That was a setup question. It right? was, and that was a rematch similar to Homer beating Haynesville to get here. That was a rematch game from a district, uh, a, a district game, and Spring Hill won that nineteen to fourteen. And coincidentally, Spring Hill beat Haynesville during the playoffs that year to get to the Superdome. So, um, you know, it's. Homer's a very small community, just a few thousand people, but you know they'll bring everybody here. Turn, yeah. One of those things, turn last person out, turn the lights off. You know, so yeah. really happy for them, and it's very rare to get a Northwest Louisiana representative not named Haynesville in the Superdome. So, you know, just really happy for that community. Something that they got close last year. They got to the semifinals and ran up against Oak Grove, which is a Class One A buzzsaw. But this year they. You know, exercised a lot of demons getting through their arch nemesis and um, rival from six miles away to get to the Superdome here. And, again, they'll come into this as the underdog, Logan Sport, the higher seed, and a team that has been in it, this position before, um, but anticipating a good, game, a good game between those two teams. And then the other game, uh, the 3A state championship game, the second game today is another rematch game, Sterlington and Union Parish. And Sterlington beat its rival 28-12 to back on October 8th, so it's another one of these rematch games, but it just happened this way in this class. And, again, two North Louisiana teams, more from Northeast Louisiana as compared to Northwest Louisiana. Sterlington's had a really good year, an undefeated football team, just really good at 14-0. and So uh, I got to think they're going to win the rematch. On the other hand, Ed Union Parish got embarrassed by Madison Prep last year in the state title game in Natchitoches, so they're going to be highly motivated in this one. Yeah, yeah. Don't know don't much know about either one of those teams, teams, to be honest, to be honest with, you, with you, Kenny. But, but I'm looking I'm forward, forward to watching, to watching the, game. the game. Matt, uh, you know a little bit about these teams, right? Well, yeah, and we, you know, besides the fact it's a, a yet another another district rematch, which is the theme of our conversation so far this morning, um, we did talk to Sean Fox and Chris Snell, both guys that help out on the on the original in the Monroe area, and they've told us that, you know, they're. You know, they're ready for this rematch. They've definitely been looking forward to it. But they stated, they told us, if this game comes down to special teams, an overwhelming advantage uh, goes to Sterlington because Sterlington has a far superior special teams uh, uh, personnel and approach than Union Parish has. And we were watching Sterlington warm up down here, which I find it interesting that Sterlington waited to hold their practice in the Dome today. They didn't practice yesterday. They only took photos, but got a chance to watch the kicker. And um, for a Class 3A school, I mean, that kicker, he's easily got 45 yards of range. I mean, he was drilling them into there. So, um, again, 
another clo- another game that could be close. You know, Union Parish is going to try to run the ball and control the clock. Sterlington wants to run that as well, but they can put the ball in the air as they had to do when they beat Madison Prep in the quarterfinals. So the real question being, well, you know, can Union Parish throw the whole sink at them here in this rematch and, you know, and keep it close and hopefully not have it come down to a special teams game? Yeah, we'll talk about the 5A game when we return following this brief timeout. We'll get into other topics as well. It's 504-260-1061, three tailgater show. Ken and Ed, we've got Matt with us this morning. Rudy's our producer. We're back in a moment here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. For 15 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field of high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field at the Caesar Superdome during the 2021 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Saturday night, December 18th. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. This ad furnished by Nesmith Taju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. Bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000 in minutes, and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day. Our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history. Great news. I went to 27cash.com, and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow. Wow, that is fast. If you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. Since 1935, the Allstate Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. And for 87 years, the Sugar Bowl has hosted top-ranked teams, All-Americans, and national champions. Now, on New Year's Day, the best of the Big 12 and SEC will square off in the 88th Allstate Sugar Bowl. Get your tickets today. Visit AllstateSugarBowl.org for ticket information. The Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenna. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle. Retail sales report Memphis Region Zone E. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's hands and all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. Get up, trust Charm for your South Pole. Charmin keeps your undies wider than the North Pole. A shiny, hiney, a brand new year. Call it a Charmin, happy new year. 
Charmin Ultra Strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Today's pros need today's tools, and nobody understands that better than the Home Depot. Our app makes it simpler to get supplies ordered and delivered. Our online project calculators cut guesswork and last-second supply runs. Job site delivery puts what you need where and when you need it. And rental puts the right equipment in your hands, but not your overhead. That's how today's pros get more done. New tech, new tools, old-fashioned hard work. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. That's us. We're glad you're here. Matt Sims with us also. Rudy Dixon, our producer, and you heard the number to call. 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. Do want to mention... They're coming up this Tuesday at noon. We have our year-end meeting of the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, a phenomenal tradition that began in 1939. We're proud to carry it on. It's been rough the last year and a half because of pandemic-related materials. We didn't have weekly meetings this year because of that, but we're planning to revive that. But we are having our year-end awards luncheon coming up this Tuesday, December 14th at noon at Rock and Bowl at 3016 South Carrollton Avenue. And... We'll have 15 prep players of the week on hand to be honored, their coaches and parents. We'll also announce our player of the year, our coach of the year, our team of the year, with awards to be presented from RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl and Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation and 1061 FM Nash Icon and CrescentCitySports.com and Friday Night Football. So it's a really nice event. Lunch is served. It is open to the public. It's $30 a person, and it's Really easy. Just call this number. I'll give it to you right now. It's 504-908-6080. That's 504-908-6080 to reserve your spot for the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club Awards Luncheon. And a great bevy of star players to be there. So far, 14 players of the week from 14 different schools. One more to select. And, of course, as mentioned, we'll announce our year-end award winners as well. That's on Tuesday at noon at Rock and Bowl. We hope you will be there. One of those teams to be honored, players to be honored, uh, at the very least, is Brandon Johnson. He is one of our players of the week, among others. And Ponchatoula plays tonight for the 5A championship against Zachary. Uh, David Brewerton's a great coach. He took Livonia to a state championship game in 2014. Then he took the job at Zachary, and all they've done is win three 5A state championships. Zachary and Acadiana have been the best programs in 5A now. Non-select, of course, I have to clarify that. For several years, and Brewer tonight said the non-select because he's a Catholic high guy. He was a really good football player and wrestler at Catholic high, and he almost took that job in the offseason. He and I were talking on the field yesterday morning, and it was really a whisker. Uh, but Zachary's a great program, unbelievable facilities. You got Eli Holstein. They got great skill. Uh, they're, they're really good. They took apart Destrahan last week, but Ponchatoula's playing great. They got over the hump, beat Acadiana for the first time in four tries. They have the best wide receiving core in Louisiana, bar none. They've got a good quarterback, terrific running back. Defense is better, legendary coach. And this figures to be a really good football game, doesn't it? Yeah, I think a couple of things. I think this is, of course, the best Ponchatoula team that we've ever seen. And I think this is a very good Zachary team, but I don't think it's the best Zachary team. 
I think it's a really good Zachary team with an excellent quarterback, but not their best team. Would you agree? I think that's probably pretty accurate. I think they've had better overall teams than this. Lindsey Scott's team is really good. They do have a really good defensive line. You know, Cam Hamilton's got offers from a whole bunch of people at 6'5", 270, and he's really good. Ashton Freeman at 260. Uh, Tayshawn Nelson at 245. Xavier Robinson at 6'2", 225. All four really good. That's really a strength of Zachary, their defensive front, along with their quarterback, Eli Holstein. So, look, it's a, it's a very good Zachary team. They're accustomed to being here. They have a championship coach. So you got to beat them. But, Matt, the fact that they beat Acadiana last week when they were down by two scores and came back to win, I think speaks volumes about the capability and the ability of this Ponchatoula team. It does. They were, they were down 29-14 to 14 and rattled off, I believe it was 28, on, I'm sorry, 29 unanswered points to not only tie it back up, but then take a two-score lead on an Acadiana team, you know, playing in a situation they had not been in in a very long time in the semifinals and then against their arch nemesis. And then they still, they, they absorbed the body blows that Acadiana gave them as they tried to come back. And, I, you know, it was a an extremely emotional victory for Ponchatoula, you know, on top of Hank getting win number 300. I mean, to to get to the Superdome, for the first time and doing it against a team that has been their playoff nemesis over the past decade. I mean, we can, you know, we can talk on and on about how Ponchatoula and, Acad- you know, Acadiana just could just wait for everything to go their way every time they would play Ponchatoula in the playoffs. So it's a tremendous victory. And what you got to hope for for them is that it wasn't too emotional to where then it was such an emotional high getting past that step, finally beating those guys getting themselves to the Dome, and then on top of that being Coach Hank's 300th victory, that they don't come into this game with the with the gas tank not completely full because it's a Zachary team that's not the Zachary team of the Lindsey Scott days, but it's still a Zachary t- team that can score and light it up if you don't show up having your best day against them. Yeah, they really know how to win. Uh, looking forward to the call of the game tonight with Coach Bobby Sanders of North Shore, who's played against Hank Tierney teams and coached against them as well. Willie Brooks will be with us also. Matt Sims will be our sideline reporter. And look, I think that's going to be a really good football game. And at this point, I'm I'm hoping it's the best game this weekend. The game last night was was really good, a different type of game because those two defenses, Warren Easton and Westgate, were just superb throughout. Uh, I think this game, the 5A game, is a different animal. I don't think we're looking at 14-13 yet. I think we're, we're looking more like at 34-33 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably accurate. Um, you know, there were, there were 79 points scored in the game last week with Ponchatoula. And, look, their defense is good. And, but I think they're going to have to move the football and score to win this game. They can, I, I think if the game's in the, in the teens, I just don't think the game's going to be in the teens. Uh, <laughs> yesterday was kind of an anomaly. 14-13, 7-6 on the last two games. You usually don't see that from high school football, at least in a championship game. Yeah, very, very different last night. I mean, you got a 17-6 game, a 14-13 game, and then in Lafayette, a 14-7 game. I think I thought we were looking at Ed and I's senior year, right? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. It's a little bit, little bit of a different uh, dynamic in football. But, you know, it's pretty interesting, guys. Defense is starting to make a comeback on all levels because look at the NFL this year. The completion percentages for quarterbacks are down. 
the scoring is down. I think defenses are, are making progress. And all the and I guess there's no better example than Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson who have been transcendent quarterbacks who are just not having very good years at this point. I think defenses have made advancements and have caught up a little bit with how to deal with RPOs and how to deal with guys that can really hurt you by extending plays. It sure looks that way, Ed. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, look, defenses adjust. And uh, you still have to run the ball and play really good defense to have a chance. Right there with you. And obviously this game tonight figures to be a higher scoring game. Watch, I'll be wrong again, whatever. But it sure looks that way on paper. And and I, I look at this Ponchatoula wide receiving core. And as I said, I challenge anybody to show me one that's better in Louisiana. I don't see it. I think it is the best. DeMontrell Osby is terrific. I mean, he's got offers from all over. He's six foot 181. He's got 49 catches, 916 yards, 11 touchdowns. He'd have a lot more, but he has to spread the wealth because you got a Morian Walker, a Notre Dame commit, who's 6'5 and 174. He's got seven touchdown receptions. Then you got Cody Finley, his 6'5, 205. TJ's younger brother, who's got offers as well and will play at the next level. And oh, by the way, then they put number two on offense at wide receiver Jacoby Matthews, who's a five star player who, of course, is probably going to be either LSU or A&M. And those four guys, I mean, that's off the charts. And then Nolan Tribble stepped in at quarterback, done a really good job with 25 touchdown passes. And all that's great. But the best player is the running back, Braden Johnson. I mean, that's a load of skill, Ed, on one football team. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, look, when you, when you, can, when you can run the ball and you can throw it and – Here's the thing. The guy who was your best player on offense last year is now playing defense. <laughs> so, you know, that, that has helped them defensively a bunch. And that was something, you know, that, that Hank wanted to, uh, wanted to do this year. He wanted to, he wanted to uh, move Jacoby Matthews to defense and have him play there as much as he could. And I thought, I thought it was interesting yesterday. I don't know if this is true, but I was at uh, Ponchatoula's practice at 7 o'clock in the morning, and – Someone told me that that was the first time the quarterback had ever been in the Superdome. Yeah, no one troubled. Wouldn't be a yeah. surprise. Yeah, He's a now, junior, but all those other not, guys we mentioned, they're all seniors. That tells you something, too. Right. Well, I mean, you know, this, this, is, this is their team, and uh, they've been pointing to this for a long time, and this is their team. Yep, 30 seniors, and so many of these guys that are – that are their key players, are seniors, and that's what they've been gearing towards since these guys were together way back in eighth grade, and they stuck together, as Coach Tierney has said, and here they are with a chance to win. And, again, we look forward to that game broadcast tonight here on 106.1 FM. Nash Icon, going to be a lot of fun to see that game. Before we change directions and get into college and pro the 5A agenda is on the ballot. It got passed by the executive committee to get on the ballot in late January for the LHSAA convention. People keep asking me, and my answer is, I don't know. The good news here is it only takes 50% plus one to pass it. So I do think it has a chance after investigating how 5A schools voted for and against last time around with trying to unite at least some semblance of the organization. I think there's a shot because that number ranged anywhere from 46 to 52%. So that's why there's a shot. If you can keep the ones that voted against the split in that mindset, and think about Hanville, think about Mandeville, 
just to give you some examples. And if you can persuade a few others, and, of course, Carr will vote against the split, and they're going 5A. If you can lobby and persuade a few others, that's got a chance to happen. And I talked to Bryce Brown about it last night. He said it on the broadcast. He said, look, I'm all for it. We want to see that happen. And if it does happen, he said, I think 4A has a real chance to, to follow suit. I don't think I don't know that we'll ever see 3A, 2A, or 1A go in that direction because, frankly, Ed, that's a lot of North Louisiana, Central Louisiana schools, and I just don't see the numbers there to ever change that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I think it's a good point. You know, you and I have, have talked about the split ad nauseum, and one of the things that I think we both agree on is that the uh, – the split is really a North Louisiana, South Louisiana issue. If you're south of I-10, you know, the, the majority of the schools are against the split. If you're north of I-10, the majority of the schools are for the split. And the, and the small schools in, in North Louisiana, like a Manny, um, I guess some of these other schools are um, a Winfield. Uh, they're, they're against the reunification. They think that puts them at a tremendous competitive disadvantage now you know if that means that they ruin the sport it's okay they have no problem with that but uh, in the meantime I think that if you look at the people who will vote against 5a reunification in the uh, in the southern part of the state I think you have to look at the North Shore district most of them have voted for the split so I think they will vote against the proposal I'm curious to see as to what Jefferson Parish does. Are you? Well, that's what I was talking about. Now, again, there's a clear differential between coaches and principals. Because, again, well, you, know, you, Kenny, you talk I, to a I, coach like I did last night with Willie. Yeah. Willie's, Willie's all for playing. Okay? Look, and I, I, love all, I love all these coaches. They're all good to us. Okay? Yeah. Yes. When a, when, a coach, when a coach tells me that that they're for the, they're they're for they're against the split, and but their 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 school uh, their school board or their 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 principal or whatever is 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 for the split. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's that's trying to serve two masters, if if you if you get what I'm what I'm uh, driving at. So I I don't know. I don't really to be honest with you. I really do not pay much attention to what people say at times like this because I know there'll be a lot of chatter between now and the end of January. The only thing that matters to me is what's the vote on that day, all right? What's the vote? That's the only thing that matters because uh, I don't really think that, um, that, you know, I don't pay much attention to what people say between now and then because what they say and how they vote doesn't necessarily jive. Well, Matt, you played at public school in North Louisiana. You faced private schools, one in particular you didn't particularly care for and everything else, and yet I know you pretty well. My guess is you would be for playing together rather than being apart, correct? Yeah, and you know, and here's the, <laughs> here's the irony of this, okay, is that with the split for the North Louisiana schools, one of the primary reasons for it is because of that school located off broad acres lane in shreveport louisiana that just uh, had dominance for two decades Mm -hmm. um, over everybody they played Mm -hmm. and the split has has accomplished kind of what i think the 
North Louisiana schools were looking for, which is that they wouldn't have to play that school. And it has had a, a tremendous effect on it. There's been other factors in there as well. But Evangel is not Evangel. Okay. And so, you know, the um, – this would not be the Evangel from the early 2000s who would be taking the field with 10 D1 signees going up against a little 2A or 3A school. And there's a lot of teams up there now that if they came back together, that would be an even playing field. And in a lot of cases, the scales would be tipped toward the public school in a matchup like that. So that's the irony with this is that, that the main, one of the main reasons for them wanting the split is because of the evangel factor, and the evangel factor isn't there anymore. <laughs> they public schools can be very competitive with evangel, um, but you know they've gotten what they've wanted, and um, the people that had the loudest voice at the beginning still continue to their that voice has resonated up there, and and I, I think you're exactly right. I there there's. We may get 5A and 4A back together because that's primarily southern Louisiana and in uh, more urban areas where you've got a bigger talent pool. But I don't see the smaller schools ever coming back together there, and um, unfortunately. And, and it's a shame because for the most part, it's a relatively even field now on, on across many of the fronts. I mean, there's you got there's a couple of schools there that still win a lot in the Monroe area, but. You know, in the end, that's that's you know, this really boiled down to Evangel for the North Louisiana schools, and that that has been uh, uh, neutralized now. But I fully expect them to keep the split for as long as you know, as long as they can. Yeah, yeah I don't think this was ever right. by Washita Christian or no. Calvary Baptist. No. You know, I mean, <laughs> I agree right. with you, and yet, uh, and in defending right. Evangel, Evangel did right. what they could do. They played all the way up to 5A for years, and they're playing up to 4A, right. and they're nowhere near that enrollment. I think I think one of the things that caused that caused the issues too is is having the schools play in their enrollment class. I, I don't yep, I don't think that helped things at all. And, no, and I, I remember detriment. in 2011, it was uh, it was Winfield three nothing I think over Curtis at the half, and it ended 33 to three. And uh, and after that, I mean you know that then the the drums really started beating. The only thing I would say about North Louisiana is. There was a school in North Louisiana that dominated Class 5A for 15 or 20 years, won multiple championships, and recruited nationally like Notre Dame, all right, and also had a prominent future NFL linebacker transfer there, transfer there for a semester, all right? And you know what? I didn't hear one person in North Louisiana complain. They were all quiet as a church mouse, all right? You thought they were in witness protection. They had their likeness and their social security number changed. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear one thing from anybody in North Louisiana about a school who was recruiting coast to coast and winning multiple 5A championships. At, at some points, they had more coaches on the sideline than they did players. They had a staff bigger than any staff in the SEC. No one talked to me about that being a competitive disadvantage. Not one. So again, I think that's people talking out of both sides of their mouth. Yeah, they won eight since 1993, but they haven't won any since 2011 now. So, so there you go, and you can look it up. All right, it's 504-260-1061 to join us. We'll turn our attention to College Pro. So much more as we continue. Ken and Matt from the Caesar Superdome, Ed Daniels, with us as well. It's the Three Tailgaters Show, and we're back in just a moment here on 1061 FM, Nash Icom. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Have you been lied to? 
Lied to by Washington politicians in the Wall Street propaganda machine? Hi, this is best-selling author Rory Richard from right here in Louisiana, and I want to give you a free copy of my new book, Crash Proof Wealth. Because according to Time Magazine, Wall Street's retirement plans and 401ks have failed millions of Americans. After seeing the last market crash over 39%, I said enough. I've discovered a way to grow money potentially double digits, reduce taxes dramatically, and also have my money protected when the next stock market crash hits. When the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. Call Platinum. Platinum Financial now to get a free copy of my book and talk to me personally to discover this little-known strategy to get potential double-digit growth during good years and never lose when the next stock market crash hits. Call 1-800-259-3131 to discover this asset that people like Walt Disney and JCPenney used to grow wealthy. And I'll even cover shipping and handling. No credit card required. Call 1-800-259-3131. That's 1-800-259-3131. Again, 1-800-259-3131. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. Wake up your senses at Louisiana's newest Harley-Davidson. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa. 30,000 square feet of pure motorcycle mayhem. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa has over 100 new and selective pre-owned Harley-Davidsons available right now. For every riding style and budget, Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa has the motorcycle for you. Come pass a good time in the bayou at Zydeco Harley-Davidson. With new arrivals of the latest in style, fashion, and riding gear in their motor clothes department. Check out over $250,000 of the latest parts and accessories. Repairs, upgrades, and customization are there for you at Zydeco Harley-Davidson's award-winning service department. Check out their dynoing service, which maximizes the horsepower and torque of your motorcycle. It's Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa. Follow on Facebook and ZydecoHD.com for their next event, party schedule, and more. Battle lender. Offer not valid in all states or prohibited by law. Loan availability and amounts are subject to lender approval and not all consumers qualify. Terms and conditions apply. See website and lender for details. Wait, wait, wait. Tell me where'd you get that money? Oh, this? Oh, man. All this money came from 33money.com. Right online. Are you saying you went to 33money.com and got all that money you needed fast? Man, you know it. I went to 33money.com yesterday and bam, five grand was in my account today. No, no, no. Hold on. 33money.com helped you get 5K like that. Yeah, man. That's right. 33money.com's lenders provide personal loans for up to $5,000 for people like you and me, even if you don't have good credit. Man, I'm always short on cash. Can 33money.com give me the money I need fast? If you need extra money fast, go to 33money.com. Just have a checking account and a regular source of income. Go to 33money.com and you can get the loan you need now. Regardless of your credit, go to 33money.com to get the money you need fast. Type www.33money.com directly into the address bar. That's 33money.com. Again, 33money.com. 33money.com. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. And for 87 years, the Sugar Bowl has hosted top-ranked teams, All-Americans, and national champions. Now, on New Year's Day, the best of the Big 12 and SEC will square off in the 88th All-State Sugar Bowl. Get your tickets today. Visit AllStateSugarBowl.org for ticket information. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. 
You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Doesn't matter what the records are, it's Army-Navy. Enough said. And, and I know that's one of your bucket lists. I know you talk about many of the things you'd love to see, but that, that's got to be an incredibly festive, amazing, patriotic, feverish atmosphere, and it happens again today. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if I, uh, if I have an opportunity at some point when we're not doing this anymore, I, I am going to go to uh, Philadelphia and I am going to go to the game. Uh, there's, there's only a couple of there's – there's a few spots left that I have on, on my radar as far as uh, college football games in, uh, in the United States. And one of the things I've never done is go to the big house. And I'm probably going next year on a Saturday and flying out early on a Saturday morning and, uh, and coming back late on a Sunday evening if the Saints are, are on the road. I, I plan to go to the big house. I'd also like to see – uh, UCLA USC at the Coliseum, that's that's one I'd like to see. I hear that's a, a pretty special, uh, pretty special moment. And um, and and of course uh, Army Navy. My dad served in World War II in the Navy, and uh, and risked his life in some in some very dire situations. And uh, and to me, um, one of my greatest memories is on this day. He would get up in the morning and he would do two things. He, for one day, um, he would say all kind of negative things about the United States Military Academy at West Point, <laughs> and he would and he would make uh, chili, and we would watch the game, and that was his thing. And Army Navy was incredibly important to him, and I hope to uh, take my wife. Uh, to Philadelphia with me and I hope that Robin and I can go to the game at some point because I think it would be really cool. Yeah, my dad was U.S. Marines in Korea and he loved that game too and it really didn't I think it varied from year to year who he pulled for. Of course, he was a big Roger Staubach fan back in the day so there was that but he also uh, pulled for Army on at least two or three occasions, and he would tell me about Paul Dietzel and everything else. So, look, fantastic game. Bucket list? Yeah, I think you named a couple of them just now. In, in the world of sports, I, I've always wanted to go to Augusta National. I just want to see the place. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I know a lot of people that have gone, and I'd love to do that just to be there, see it, and understand it because that's a, that's a really special uh, place. Uh, just seeing it on television just mesmerizes you. So, that one certainly comes to mind. Wimbledon would be another. Uh, that would be certainly one for me. Matt? Yeah, and I, Augusta National for, for certain. I've actually had the pleasure of getting to see Pebble Beach. Um, I've, I've been there, actually. I've been there. Been it's there. phenomenal. Never played it, but I have no, seen it. No, I've seen it twice. Um, for me, too, a, a bucket list in that regard would be the Daytona 500. My mm-hmm. father being a huge day, NASCAR fan and uh, working in the boat industry, he did a lot of sponsorship deals uh, where they were trying to get endorsements from various NASCAR drivers. That's how he met Dale Earnhardt and became a lifelong Earnhardt fan. So 
um, that would be a huge bucket list item for me there. But you know, the thing about the Army Navy game too is that if you've never, if you've ever been to Washington D.C. in front of the Navy Memorial there, they, where they have the Navy flags, they change it one time a year, and it's for the week of the Army Navy game where they change the flags around to read "Go Navy, Beat Army." And that gives you an idea of, of just how big that this rivalry is, that they go to those types of links to show that it's it's a rivalry, but it is a rivalry just for that moment. And when the game's all done, they everybody reunites mm-hmm. back to the same common cause. And I think that's what makes that rivalry so much different than any other rivalry in any other sport. Speaking of dad, Selton Sims is screaming at Ed right now from heaven uh, about uh, how dare you comment on my – WM Rebels like that, okay? So, just I just heard him. I just heard him. So. <laughs> That's yeah, oh boy, he's he's up there talking to Don Shells about it right now, yeah, Ed. You so you're, you're you're definitely you're definitely not yeah. not going to get any good Christmas cards there. So <laughs> how dare you how dare you talk well, about his Monroe Rebels? West Monroe. Yeah, West Monroe. West Monroe Rebels. West yeah. Monroe. You got to get it right. Uh, that rings in my ears. Eternally, Selton helped us from day one with our show on Friday nights. He was a wonderful person, cared about him deeply. Before we get to break, the playoff set, I don't know. I just think it's at some point it's preparation, but it's also mental uh, for Georgia to play the way it played against Alabama. For Alabama, an injured uh, injured team, now with two major injuries of guys out, to take apart Georgia last week on paper didn't make any sense. Of course, a lot of other people are saying, same old Georgia, they're not up to the task to be that elite team. So there's that. Cincinnati got in, and they deserve to, based upon uh, what else happened. Michigan got in, and look, Michigan was one bad call away from being undefeated against Michigan State, so they clearly belonged in. I don't think there's really any debate about the four teams this year, Ed, do you? No, I don't think there's any debate whatsoever. Uh, it's just amazing to me, though, how, how Georgia just cannot win the big game. It's, it's, uh, it, it truly is. It's an amazing thing. They just When it comes to the big game, they, ju- they just cannot seem to get over the hurdle. So, uh, you know, I, my guess is, if you look at the, at the betting line, is that they'll have another chance against Alabama. Well, it, that could be, but if Alabama, I don't know, Alabama's beat up. You know, they, they lost two key yeah. players now, so I don't know. I, I really, I, I can't speak to whether Alabama will win or not at this point because the team they're playing is good, so I, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure how that's going to work. And then Cincinnati, what a great story for a non-Power 5 conference team to get in. Good for them. Luke Fickle's done a great job, and I just give them a lot of credit. Look. People ask me, well, who's going to win it all? At this point, I think it's wide open because Alabama's not what it's been, and injuries have hurt. They're still capable. Bryce Young is going to win the Heisman tonight. Georgia is still talent-wise maybe the best, but Michigan's playing great. Mm-hmm. And and as for Cincinnati, they got nothing to lose. So I I don't know. I Do you see a clear favorite, Ed? I don't. Uh, you know, I don't, but, but I, I'm just – you know, I just look at at, um, at these lines, and it's 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 pretty amazing that uh, you know. I think that I think the the lines on the games are pretty hefty. I'm trying to go down there and find them real quick. I had them mm-hmm. earlier. 
Yeah, Georgia but, was uh, like a almost a touchdown yeah. favorite. Well, right? I mean, look, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the gold sheet right now. Yeah, uh, Al- Alabama, which I subscribe to. Alabama is a 13 point favorite over Cincinnati. 13 points. Mm-hmm. Alabama. 13 points. Yep. Alabama, and I'm trying to find the other game. Well, I saw it was like five or six Georgia. Yeah, five or six. Yeah, Georgia. Yeah, it's up to seven and a half. Wow. Wow. (laughs) It's seven and a half. Georgia seven and a half over Michigan. And And they just got ripped by Alabama. And Michigan's playing great. Michigan's playing out of their minds. I mean, seven and a half. Wow. That's that's you know that that's a little that's a little surprising to me. All right, it's 504-260-1061. Second hour begins in a moment. We'll get into LSU and the Saints and more. Glad you're with us. Ken and Matt from Caesar Superdome, along with that Daniels, three tailgater show continues in a moment here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Conventional wisdom said we couldn't make a 400-horsepower sedan that's also a plug-in hybrid. At Volvo, we don't follow conventional wisdom. The all-new Volvo S60. Learn more at volvocars.com forward slash US. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at bergeronvolvo.com today. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. There's so much hype promoted during the Christmas season nowadays that we forget to focus on the true meaning of giving. Not how expensive the gift is, but how much it will touch her heart. Fisher & Sons Jewelers have served our community for over 40 years. And we are dedicated to sharing the art of giving to you and your loved one. Our family wishes you a very Merry Christmas. Fisher & Sons Jewelers, where the unusual is commonplace in Metairie. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. From city streets to back roads. From road warrior to carpooler. There are some things you can always count on. Like the reliability, durability, and power of Die Hard. America's most trusted auto battery. No matter where your journey takes you, count on Die Hard to get you started on the road ahead. Available at your local Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest stores. It's Macy's one-day sale today with deals of the day to wrap up your holiday shopping, like 40% off fresh fragrances from Juicy Couture, Michael Kors, and more. Give the gift of sparkle with 60% off diamond bracelets, pendants, and rings, and 50 to 60% off designer suits and blazers. Plus, everyone gets $10 Macy's money for every $50 spent. 
Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. See Macy's.com slash Macy's money for details. Napa know-how. At Napa, get great deals on a variety of craftsman tools all month long for those DIYers in your family. Like the 20-volt drill driver combo with a battery and charger for just $119. With a deal like that, we're putting unfinished projects on notice. Looking at you, loose doorknob. That's the drill driver combo, just $119. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and NapaOnline.com. While supplies last. Offer ends 12 31 Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone tune-in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the three tailgaters show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show now. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Matt Sims with us this morning as we originate live from Caesar Superdome in the game one of the Prep Classic here coming up at noon. 1A championship. Homer against Logan's four teams on the field warming up as we speak. And as we talk about more of the college game in LSU, let's also give kudos to Nichols. The Cardinals have extended Timmy Rebo through the 2025 season. Smart move on their part. Well-deserved for Coach Rebo. He's just been transcendent in what he's done with that football program. Had just a terrific job. Outstanding coach. They were a team missing key players and went to Hammond and upset Southeastern in the final game of the regular season to clinch another winning season. Coach Rebo's just done a terrific job. Yeah, I... I, I uh... I thought that was uh, a really appropriate. And, um, you know, I think that Coach Rebo's found a home there. They, they've given him a lot of support. And, and I've, I've said this before. I think it's, it's really cool that uh, Southeastern and Nichols are both having a tremendous amount of success. And they're doing it with Louisiana guys. I, I just... I, I, you know, having having uh, Timmy and having Coach Selfo uh, both in our area and both doing so well and, and doing with, with, with a lot of guys from around here is really a, a cool thing. Yep, magnificent job on his part. Brian Kelly continues to fill out his staff and people keep asking about it. Is it disappointing that a few guys are not staying? Yes. But ultimately, that's number one. He's got to have people around him that he's comfortable with and that he's, he's confident in. And number two, people keep asking me the question, and my answer is I'm reserving judgment until it's complete. Let's wait and see it unfold, and then we'll make a determination about how we feel about it when it's finally done. you got to trust the person that you entrusted the program to. There's a reason you paid him that kind of money and lured him. There's a reason he's won so many games in three different locales, so give him the opportunity to be able to show what he is capable of doing. So 
again, I won't pass judgment on his staff until it's complete. Uh, that said, I mean, a lot of people obviously are very positive about Frank Wilson returning to LSU, Ed. He leaves a head coaching job, and I think from a recruiting perspective, uh, really more so than a coaching perspective, that was a very important move. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's take all the names out of it. All right? Let's take all the names out of it. If you're at a school like LSU and you're 11 and 11, and again, all the names, these are all nameless, faceless people that we don't know. We don't know any of them. If you're 11 and 11 in the SEC in the last two years, do you expect changes? Well, it's a rhetorical question, of course. And obviously well, we go. have personal feelings. I mean, of course we like Tommy Moffat. Of course we like Corey Raymond. Of course we like Mickey Joseph. Of course we like Kevin Falk. Look, I know three of those guys personally. They're really good people, and I'm all for them. And I'm disappointed for them, but, again, I understand you have given this man the job, and he's got to surround himself with people he believes can get the job done properly. That's simple. Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree. But, but again, take, take, that, take, take everything out of the equation and look at the results the last two years. And I know they're mitigated by certainly COVID would be one thing. But take the results the last two years and remove all the names. And if you're 11 and 11, do you expect changes? The answer is yes, you do. Sure. And it was a whole bunch of circumstances from injuries to guys who frankly just weren't that motivated to want to play mm -hmm. to guys that uh, were disgruntled to guys that didn't perform up to standards. It was a little bit of everything that put it there. But the one thing I'll say about LSU is with all of those guys out, they still were competitive and they beat Texas A&M at home with probably, let's see, I would say as many as 12 guys that wouldn't start for them on a normal basis were not for guys being out or not playing. So that tells me there is still talent there. That tells me that they certainly are capable of doing better things. Now, can they be a national championship contender immediately? I would have some questions about that. Here's one thing, Ed, that, that certainly is, is, is what became clear to me, and you can certainly agree or disagree. The whole Max Johnson situation, he met with Brian Kelly, and it was after he met with Brian Kelly that he made the announcement that he was departing. So, again, you can jump to conclusions None of us totally knows, but my guess is the conversation was something along the lines of, uh, you have no guarantees about being our guy. We, this, this is not going to be your team. We're going to open this up. And, but here's the other part of that that I think some people have missed, but it's clear as day. Walker Howard. Walker Howard was committed yes. to LSU. Where did he visit about a month and a half ago, a month ago? Notre Dame. Of sure, course. Of course. I I said that I said that that Max Johnson put that on Twitter about about 6:15 or 6:20 on uh, the other day. I don't know whatever day. All the days run together, Kenny. Whatever day it was, sure. Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever day it was. I don't I don't remember. That seems like a hundred years ago right now. But <laughs> Max Johnson put that on social media that he was leaving, and I said that on the air at 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 6 uh, 6:25 that. You know, part of the reason why he's leaving is because of Walker Howard. Because I think that, you know, Walker Howard has a chance to be their quarterback pretty quickly. 
and it's going to be him and Garrett Nussmeyer fighting for that job. And the thing about Walker Howard is this. Walker Howard was pursued by the coach who is now at LSU. And the coach at LSU is trying to build a program. So if he has to start a freshman quarterback, He's under no pressure next year. Would you agree? Exactly. You, you just nailed it. Look, I said that. I said it that right. night when I was on radio that this is all pointing toward Walker Howard. Brian Kelly wanted him at Notre Dame, and now he's at LSU, and he's committed to LSU. So you you nailed it exactly. And you just the second part is exactly what I said also. Boy, we we've thought totally alike on this, and that is that because he got the big deal, and this is his virgin year that there's going to be some level of patience. And if there's some level of patience, then maybe you're not so hesitant to start a true freshman quarterback in the SEC. Because either way, you're going to be starting a freshman, either a redshirt freshman or a true freshman. Either way, you're going to be suffering the growing pains with young, a young quarterback. And so I, I couldn't agree with you more. Matt? Yeah, and, and we're, you, know, you're, you are paying this coach – a lot of money to coach this team. So in doing so, you've got to give him the leeway to build the staff as he feels that he needs to do in order to be successful. You know, you can't hire him in there and say, okay, but you've got to keep this guy, this guy, and this guy on the staff. If you're going to do that, then you might as well hire some other coach. So you've got to keep that in perspective. And the other thing to remember is that, you know, the, you know, we there's this immediate jerk reaction when you see these names that have been around for so long leaving the program, and the and so the initial thought was, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe you'd let that person go. They've been there for so long. But the you know sometimes you get complacent, you know, and there can be complacency there. And sometimes you just these people also need a fresh start. You know, you've been there so long, been in the process so long. Maybe you're just not quite as sharp on your recruiting game or your coaching game and and sometimes and that can be it 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 stings when it happens but a new coach coming in and changing the staff bringing in guys who are also looking for that fresh start guys that he knows and trust um that you know it's it's the long game here okay i don't think anybody's expecting lsu to be the national champion in 2022 but they didn't hire brian kelly to do that they brought him in there to be competitive over, you know, the long term in the process. And uh, I can hit the nail right on the head there. You're going to let the wins and losses speak for themselves over the coming years. And I think that's what we all have to do instead of rushing to judgment. And, and look at Brian Kelly. One of the things he's been really successful at everywhere is he's built really good staffs. I mean, look at his staffs, his two coordinators at Notre Dame. He left, and one of them got the head coaching job. So this guy knows how to build good staffs, and I think you've just got to trust that he's not going to forget all of that leaving South Bend and coming to Baton Rouge. Well, again, it was a leap of faith for Jack Swarbrick to promote Marcus Freeman, 34 years of age, and he's never been a head coach. Mm -hmm. That's a real leap of faith at a place like Notre Dame. Now, they did it for a reason because they knew they would retain their players by promoting Freeman. That is why he hired him. He hired him because he's a very personable, engaging guy with a really bright future who's done a good job. And at the same time, he knew that if he didn't make the right hire, that players were going to transfer. And by hiring Freeman, he really arrested that development. Nobody's following Kelly to LSU. 
you know, immediately the thought process was Logan Diggs because he, he was very solid and good as a freshman from Archbishop Rummel in Notre Dame. Remember, he chose Notre Dame over LSU, largely because Notre Dame was on him for a year, and LSU got in late. But again, Diggs is staying in Notre Dame, and Freeman is a large reason. So, look, everybody wants to rush to judgment. Kelly was a great hire. Kelly was a terrible hire. Uh, you know, or Freeman's a great hire, or Freeman's a terrible hire. Look, only time will tell. Kelly's a proven winner. Can he do it at LSU? We'll see. Record suggests he can. Doesn't mean he will. And as for Freeman, been an outstanding assistant coach, engaging guy, but is he a head coach and a very good one? Well, he's going to be on a very white-hot stage to find out. So, again, Notre Dame takes a leap yeah. of faith with him. So we'll Kenny, see. You know, yeah. you know, Kenny, one of the things I like about what I've seen thus far is uh, I think there's been a few changes in recruiting. And mm -hmm. I, in fact, I know there have been. And I like the fact that Landon Ibietta is going to probably wind up as a Tiger. I, I like the fact that Jordan Allen is going to probably wound, wound up as a, uh, wind up as a Tiger. Uh, I just think Jordan Allen is a tremendous player. And um, uh, I know he's not the biggest guy. Maybe he doesn't fit all the profiles, but he can play. And same thing for Landon Ibietta. Landon Ibietta can play this game. And he's, and he's fast enough in space in the Southeastern Conference. Would you agree? Yeah, kind of like Jack Besh. And, and yeah, Besh can I, be a I really think, good player. I think, he, I think he's faster than Jack Besh. And maybe not as big as Jack Besh, but I think he's, he's, got, he's got hops that maybe Jack Besh does not. Yeah, it's interesting because I mentioned Amorian Walker earlier from Ponchatoula, commitment to Notre Dame and committed to Kelly, but still committed to Notre Dame. That's interesting. And then before we get to calls, which are next, 2601061, that's the number, by the way. You also have, as Bryce Brown said last night, and Willie Brooks, man, how can LSU not offer this kid, Danny Lewis, from Westgate? 6'5", 230. Runs away from people, able to stretch a 73-yard touchdown on a catch-and-run. Uh, was unstoppable. He can post up. He's strong, physical, blocks, and he's going to Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope that they are paying attention and they take a second look at that young man before he signs because he's the real deal. All right, uh, first up, let's go to Tim in Baton Rouge. Tim, thanks for your patience. Welcome to the 3 Tailgaters Show. Good morning. Hello, how you been doing? Um, Ken and um. Hey, Daniels, how y'all been doing? Good, Tim. Yeah, man, that was disappointing about Warren Easton. How hey, y'all um, lost? Uh, uh, that was some bad play call at the one-yard line. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to take shots at coaches. Uh, I guess I look to get there so hard, and they've done a great job. But as I said earlier in the show, I just think we live in a day and age where some people just don't get under center at any time for some inexplicable reason. I don't know how you wouldn't have a package in where you practice getting under center when you need a yard or less and just pushing the pile forward. When does that ever fail? I mean, I gotta, I'd love to see the numbers. It's probably like 90% successful because no one calls aiding and abetting the runner anymore. So you get under center, you're right at the line of scrimmage, you need a yard, you take the snap, you trudge forward and you get a push from behind and you do that twice. You're telling me you're not going to be in the end zone. Instead, you line up in shotgun, five, six yards off the line of scrimmage. You catch the ball. Then you have to execute a handoff to a player against a goal line defense that penetrates and you get shut down. So to me, 
I just think that uh, they could have done a better job in that situation. That's my personal opinion. It's not a criticism. Because you, you do what you they, do they, right. Well, special teams also, well, that's the other part of it. That's, that's we, the big part. We, they, sure, we talked about it earlier. Right. They don't have a kicker. They missed an extra point. Uh, if they had a kicker, they line up kick an 18-yard field goal, and the game's over. But they, they don't have one. So, again, that's the other problem, and we've seen it from time to time over the years in a lot of cases. And as I mentioned, we talked about that earlier. But, yep, uh, that's why they failed. Uh, do they still practice at Eastern Park, Warren Eastern? Do they have – because they have a, it's a big, lot of area where they can practice field goals. No, they practice right by campus, uh, right on campus. And oh, because they used to practice. they used to practice at Eastern Park. That was a, a short yeah. distance from there, and they used to walk there. And they used to uh, practice. They don't practice. So that what happened to Eastern Park? They made it into a playground, or something or what? Don't know the answer oh. to that. Uh, yeah, don't know the answer to that. All I can tell you is that uh, they the kicking game is so important. Jerry Phillips made a point of saying, "Look, I coach the special teams here," and and, and look. It's easy to say, boy, you got to be able to find somebody that can kick the ball, right? But maybe it's not as easy to do. My guess is they do work hard on it. Uh, but, again, I would put a, a hyper focus on it because when you're that good and you're that close and you've now lost three games in the Dome by one point, three of them, uh, you you got to take a hard look at it and analyze as to why because there's, there's a lot of reasons why. You fumbled at the one-yard line in the first half, which killed you. And then, of course, you couldn't make an extra point. And then you couldn't get it in from the one. You had ample chances to win. But ultimately, a lot of them point to the kicking game, two of the three. So, yep, that's something you really need to address. Yeah. I think Michigan is going to surprise everybody and win the, win the or championship. I think they're going to up. I think people are, you know, underrating them. I think they're going to beat Georgia and beat Alabama or Cincinnati. I think they're playing some good football right now. I think Harbaugh, this is Harbaugh's year. Well, they're playing really well. As I mentioned before, they were a bad call against Michigan State away from being undefeated. So it's a really good football team. They beat Ohio State. That speaks volumes. What really impressed me about Michigan, that was, I was impressed with what they did against Ohio State, but I was even more impressed what they did the following week against a pretty good Iowa team. You thought this would be a mental and physical and emotional letdown. They turned around and just beat the brakes off of Iowa the following week. Well, look. You, you knew that this was a different different Michigan team. And look, I, I like you, I, I have all the conference championship games on DVR, and hopefully at some point next week <laughs> I'll have a chance to watch a little of it. But, um, you know, to me, Michigan told me that they were a different team when they took that, I think it was the first drive at, uh, against Ohio State and ran it right down their throat and scored. They were incapable of doing that for so many years. And they had to make a big play to have a chance to score. Now, they're just running it right at people. And to me, that is going to be a really um, interesting duel between Michigan's running game and Georgia's front. Because the Georgia defense, until last week, I thought that was the strength of their team. But Michigan is incredibly physical. And they're playing the way Jim Harbaugh's team should play. And, um, boy, to just dismantle Iowa. I knew they'd win the game. Not knew they'd win the game, but I thought they'd win the game. But you're right, Kenny. They just dismantled them. 
Very impressive. So, Tim, I certainly could see Michigan beating Georgia. If the two teams play the way they played most recently, I could certainly see that. So I'm gonna, I guess we're going to find out about Georgia now if they're truly uh, the best team that didn't play like it for one week or if they're just an imposter once again. I guess we're going to find out soon enough. Tim, it's great to hear from you. We thank you uh, for the call. It's 504-260-1061. Renee Nato is called in. Hey, Renee, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How you doing? I just hope you're enjoying your time at the Superdome. I'm sorry I'm not with you. Uh, I wanted to just weigh in, if I could, uh, on, on the LSU quarterback situation. I, okay. I did, did, a, did a story last week on, on some of the transfer portal guys, and uh, going into spring, I really would be very surprised. I wouldn't say shocked, but very surprised if if LSU doesn't add one of those transfer portal guys, a quarterback, a veteran guy, to bring a little leadership, uh, to bring some stability. Uh, the only guy you got right now with any experience is Garrett Nussmeyer, and he had you know minimal experience. And, and Walker Howard might surprise you, especially what you guys were talking about a little while ago, but I don't think they're going to push him to be ready. Uh, I just don't. And, and I, I just, I, I, you know, you need at least three quarterbacks. Uh, with the transfer portal the way it is, <clears throat> who's to say that Garrett Nussmeyer, if he doesn't win the job, uh, wouldn't become disgruntled and, and hit, hit the transfer portal after spring practice. But, but uh, you know, again, I, I just don't think they're going to push Walker Howard. Uh, they're not going to hand him the keys to, to the uh, Maserati. And uh, I, I just think uh, that they're going to bring somebody in uh, because they need depth there. And um, I just think that, uh, you know, a guy with a couple of years' experience in college as a, as a starter and as a few names out there um, that I think they're going to consider and try to get one of those guys in there. So I think with the, with the openings they have in the transfer portal, uh, certainly gonna, they're going to address offensive line. But quarterback situation is just as important because uh, – you don't know who it's going to be, and, and you need somebody who's seen <clears throat> significant reps, and Brian Kelly knows that. Employing that thought process, you just described Max Johnson, and he left. <laughs> so, so to me, there's a guy that started games for two years, and he's gone, which tells me that, A, maybe they do like Walker Hauer that much, or B, they just didn't like Max Johnson enough. You think it's more the latter than the former, Renee? Well, I, I think, you know, what you said before, Kenny, is that I, I'm, I'm quite certain uh, no one has told me this for sure, but I think that when Max Johnson had the conversation with him, um, with Brian Kelly, he said that we're going to open up the competition. And I think Max Johnson was kind of hedging anyway. He went in to talk to Brian Kelly with the idea that he may not be there, and Brian Kelly didn't talk him into staying. Uh, I don't think it was a it was a, a reverse. I don't think he went in there uh, hoping he'd be back next year and that Brian Kelly talked him out of re, re, uh, re, returning to LSU. I think it was just, like I said originally. So uh, you know, and 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 you're right. Why would a veteran come here? Because guys who, who are competitors, they think they can win that job. And if you brought in a guy from, you know, I can throw names out: Adrian Martinez from Nebraska, uh, three year three year captain for the Cornhuskers. Would he come to LSU? I don't know. But I mean, you know, he's a leader. Uh, Michael Penix, the kid from Indiana, uh, started for the Hoosiers. You they heard all the time. That, yeah, that right. Feel like they can, they can, uh, they can win the job, and you know, competing with Garrett Nussmeyer, Walker Howard's not going to scare them away. And if they don't get it, if one of those guys beats them out, okay. But I think either one, a guy with experience and as a starting quarterback uh, at, a, at, a, at a big school, uh, is not going to be scared away from you know the competition. And if he wants to come to LSU, if that's a good place for him, the offense fits him. The, the coaching staff fits him, uh, you know, that, that they could land a guy who has uh, experience starting 20, you know, 20, 25 games in college. 
Ed? Well, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, uh, I think there'll be some guys in the portal that uh, that uh, might surprise us a little bit. And but I think if you, if you the odds are right now overwhelmingly that Garrett Nussmeyer will be their quarterback against Florida State. Would you agree? Renee? Uh, that Garrett Nussmeyer would be the starting quarterback? Yes. Against Florida State. Against yes. Florida State. Um, you know, I mean, it looks like that on paper right now because, I, you know, again, a, a, a veteran quarterback has not arrived. But I'd say right now the way things are with, with uh, you know, Walker Howard not even signed yet, yeah, I'd say the odds are if you talk to Vegas, Garrett Nussmeyer is going to be the starting quarterback. But, again, he's going to have to prove to a new staff that he deserves that. What he mm-hmm. did with the previous staff uh, is not going to really mean a whole lot. Uh, you know, again, we're starting from scratch, everybody. Clear, sl- clear slate across the board. And uh, I'd say Garrett Nussmeyer certainly got a step in because he's already there. Uh, and he's got some experience at LSU. But the four games he played in is not going to mean a whole lot moving forward. And a lot has to be uh, accomplished in the spring. And in August, you know, August practices will mean a lot. So, again, this might be like the Saints situation. The, the starting quarterback for 2022 may not be on the roster. Yeah, look, I think it's it's new coach, new staff, new eyes looking at things maybe differently than others did. So I don't know that any of us truly knows at this point. We just know that Brian Kelly wanted Walker Howard for Notre Dame. We know that. So uh, that, that's that's proof that's something we have that's tangible. Uh, Nussmeyer's dad is a coach in the NFL. Maybe that weighs in, too, and he does have a good arm. But, again, it's been a mixed bag from what we've seen thus far from him. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I think that the possibility of a transfer is certainly real. And I also think the possibility of them starting one of these freshmen is real, Matt. Yep, and, and you know, and you've heard a lot of talk about, uh, you know, about this, com- this kid decommitting, that kid decommitting, and all this concern about Brian Kelly's first, you know, uh, uh, first year of recruits. You got to go back and remember Nick Saban's first year at LSU. He only had 13 signees. I mean, there's going to be this drop off when you change a staff like this. But the big difference is that Brian Kelly's got the advantage of the transfer portal, so you can bet he's going to look in that manner. And you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he looks for other potential transfers for veteran slots there um, to help make up for where people have left or where people are going to declare for the draft because he's going to have other areas of need. But again, as we talked about, he's with his career, he's a proven winner. He's showing that he can get it done. And this is not the first, you know, this is not his first rodeo at this, guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're all, a lot of the LSU fan base, you know, you listen to the way they complain, you think that they just hired this guy straight off the street. He's never coached the game, never recruited a kid. This, this guy's been doing this his whole life. He knows what he's doing here. So yeah. pump the brakes on the concern a little bit. Hey, and I also mentioned last night, I asked Bryce Brown on the broadcast last night of the 4A championship game, about Aaron Anderson, he said he's not going to change. He's going to go to Alabama. So uh, there's that, just to answer that question. And and Carr will have signing day stuff coming up on Wednesday morning. So that isn't going to change either. Renee, I don't think any of these guys that decommitted are going to end up coming back. I think it's more a matter of the guys that weren't sure that they're after them hard, a guy like Jacoby Matthews, who we're going to see here tonight, Renee. Yeah, I agree with that. And I know Frank Wilson is uh, visiting with uh... – uh, Trevante Citizen and trying to sway him back and stuff like that. But, yeah, you know, the guys, and, and, and as I wrote in a piece yesterday, uh, there's names that, uh, you know, the, the LSU faithful are not familiar with are going to come into the, are going to be prominent in the picture now for recruiting. 
and uh, and guys that maybe were not like like a Landon Ibietta. You know, he wasn't on the radar, maybe, even though he had a good showing at the camp in, in, uh, in June at LSU. They didn't really offer him anything, but uh, Brian Kelly and staff see a lot more value in him, and, and Brian Polian uh, visited with him the other day, and he's he secured a visit this weekend. And, yeah, I would be very surprised if, if Landon Ibietta doesn't leave with a commit this weekend because, uh, you know, he likes Miami, got, a, got an offer from Nebraska, Louisville, yep. uh, and Tulane. But, uh, you know, I think he seems, from my perspective, uh, Landing Abiad, if he has a chance to play at LSU, he's going to take advantage of it. Well said. Renee, Renee I, uh, I just want to let you know that I look forward to not seeing you the Saturday before Mardi Gras. You know, I tell you, it's amazing. Ed and I have this strange relationship. He, he You know, he, uh, I know he loves to throw me a bag of stuff, and even though he says he's not going to throw me anything, I know I've been at Ed, Ed's garage, and he's got a big bag of stuff with my name on it. Yes, I've seen it. I, I, yes. I, have a, I have a bag of stuff with Mary's name on it. Who is there you go. Lady. Now we're and, talking. It's, it's amazing. Believe anyway. me, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that he she hasn't been in the transfer portal, to be honest with you. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to not comment on anything. I yeah, appreciate it. Why you have a good All right, Ed. Renee, great to hear from you. Thank you. That's two six zero one zero six one. A brief timeout. Brandon, you're up next. We'll get into more... Uh, including the Saints. When we return here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. This ad furnished by Nesmataju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000 in minutes and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day. Our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history. Great news. I went to 27cash.com and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow. Wow, that is fast. If you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. Wake up your senses at Louisiana's newest Harley-Davidson. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa. 30,000 square feet of pure motorcycle mayhem. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa has over 100 new and selective pre-owned Harley-Davidsons available right now. For every riding style and budget, Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa has the motorcycle for you. Come pass a good time in the bayou at Zydeco Harley-Davidson. With new arrivals of the latest in style, fashion, and riding gear in their motor clothes department. Check out over $250,000 of the latest parts and accessories. Repairs, upgrades, and customization are there for you at Zydeco Harley-Davidson's award-winning service department. Check out their dynoing service, which maximizes the horsepower and torque of your motorcycle. It's Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa. Follow on Facebook and ZydecoHD.com for their next event, party schedule, and more. 
Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME. Your weekly forum for genuine substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call 504-260-1061. Now it's a pleasure to uh, take a call from the president of the Mario Cristobal Fan Club, here is Brandon in New Orleans East. Hey, Brandon, did I get that right? Good morning. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Ed, and good morning to your guests. I was going to call and talk about Warren Easton, but... Oh, go for you, it, man. It's okay. That you want to throw water, I mean, throw flames at my favorite oh. mind coach right now. <laughs> <laughs> All I, I want to say a, is this. I think he's we a good a coach, new, okay? Yeah. Uh, we got a new head coach. We got a new AD. We got a new direction, and then we found money. They spent money. That's the, you know, that, that's the thing that just shocked the hell out of me. I didn't know they owned the hospital system, and it 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 uh, earned a profit of four hundred million dollars last year. And they got they took money from the hospital uh, business. So and they got a lot of people in Miami upset. So when people are mad at us for doing unethical things, we back. So I like being a villain again. The way we treated Manny, we back. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, uh, there you I'm, go. I'm there happy. you go, Ed. He's, 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 he's a hurricane again, Ed. There ain't no doubt. I've Ed, been a hurricane. You, baby. I've just been quiet. <laughs> well, I got, I got, my, I got my, my, my hands up right now. I got my fingers up to you. There you go. He, he, so, I guess in, in termino- proper terminology, Brandon was, was a tropical depression for a while now. He's a Category 4, okay? No, yeah, I just don't. A, I use common sense. I'm not going to wear my orange green glasses or even like with the saints my black and gold glasses i love my teams but i'm not i got you know i got to call a spade a spade i got to look at it for what it is when you're not good you're not good when you you know you're not playing well you're not playing well i'm not going to live in utopia you know like i told y'all like after that ram game two years ago man i just i'm not putting my emotions on my shoulder no more man that's it could affect your health you know right now i'm watching soccer i'm watching manchester united i'm watching ronaldo no, I, I calm myself down watching soccer, but you know I just want to get on Warren Easton and and, and again, go for I, it. I, I, I want to say this, you know. I'm tr- look, I watch a lot of high school football in Miami. You know, I'm and there's a lot of inner city high schools in Miami. They you know they predominantly African American, but they are they have Hispanic kickers. You know, and they don't have that trouble. And I don't understand. I've been I've been harping on that. For a long time in this in this inner city north with St. Augustine, Warren Easton. I don't know if Carr ever had that problem. They've dominant, you know, they've won so many championships by distracting people. 
So, but sometimes you get in a close game, your special teams is very, very important at third phase of football. And then again, like you said, Ken, I don't get this. It happened in the Big 12 championship. It's first and one on the, on the goal line, and you're, under, you're not under center. You're in a shotgun. I don't get that. But that just incensed me. I don't understand this. This finesse football, this finesse football, it just, it just irates me. I don't know. Maybe Mike Dicker needs to come out and coach these Coach some of these coaches on how to put a quarterback under center. I don't get it. But that's my my rating for the, the morning. I don't know. Sure. No, no right no, right there I with you. And feel you your pain. I, and I, I think I think you make a lot of I think you make a lot of good points, friend, and I think it's uh I don't understand not being under center. I, I don't understand that either. And I think you make a lot of good points about the kicking game. That's something that you you, you know, at some point you gotta address it. You gotta have it. And we have a large contingent of Hispanic kids in the community now. I don't know where they're going to school at. I don't, I'm not trying to make it just a Hispanic thing. But, you know, soccer, if you could build your soccer program up, that helps. Because a lot of these kids don't want to kick. They don't want to play special teams because it's not Facebook worthy. It's not, it's not glamorous. But sometimes it's all right to pick your kick up at the end of the game after you don't want a big game or a championship. Kick a matter. Ask Sean Payton. The last, what, this year? What we've been going through? So, you can, a kicker can be a hero. <laughs> yeah. There's no, no doubt about Without that. Doubt. I mean, let, let me give you a perfect example of that. The Bayou Classic this year. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of weeks ago in this building, Garrett Urban kicks a field goal for Grambling to win the game 29-26. And, oh, by the way, Garrett Urban kicked five field goals in that game. Five of them. Sure yep. did. Five for Grambling. And... That's a, that's a predominantly African-American institution, and he's there making your point, kicking five field goals. So, yes, uh, it's not easy. As I said earlier, it's not as easy as what everybody says it is and what we say it is. Oh, just go find a kicker in development. It's not as easy as, as you say, but it should be a priority to try to identify someone that you could count on that can make an extra point, much less the potential for an 18-yard field goal to win the game, which is what they would have had had they opted to kick it. So, yeah, it's a tremendous burden, and the coaches know it. They know, and Jerry Phillips said it after the game, said we knew we, we couldn't count on trying a field goal after the, we missed the extra point so bad previously. So, yep, I feel your pain, and I don't disagree with you at all, Brandon. And, again, like I go back to the under-center situation, it's just tad amount again, yep. like, what happened in the Super Bowl when Marshawn Lynch didn't get the football? I, yeah. they, these coaches trying to make the quarterbacks the hero all the time, but is an ego driven thing? What is it? I don't get it. Yeah, Long well, in this when the championship, sure, it's happen. all about the result. Sure, and in this case, it should have been the quarterback running the ball. In a goal line situation, a defense has ten men at the line of scrimmage, sometimes eleven. Well, you do the simple math. If your quarterback carries the ball, you've got ten blockers to match that defensive front. There's not going to be guys shooting the A-gap or B-gap that are going to be free. So it's a numbers game, but on top of that, if you're under center and you're a yard or less away when you take a snap, you're that much closer to the ultimate goal, which is the goal line. And oh, by the way, no one, and I mean no one, calls aiding and abetting a runner anymore when they give you a push from behind, which happens all the time. So therefore, why not? I just think it's too simple when you have three downs to get it in from the one. 
Why get in shotgun and take your time and hand it off and allow a defense to penetrate? A good defense at that, that it stopped you all day. So, look, it's an easy second guess, and I feel so bad for Warren Easton because they've had such a good year and we're such a good team, and Jerry's a great guy. He's done a terrific job, great friends on that staff. Uh, great picture with Noel Ellis the other day at practice with Ian Roe Brown and I, and I just feel so bad for him. But, yeah, I think maybe I would have done things differently. As uh, the coaches talked about on the broadcast last night, Bryce Brown and Willie Brooks with me, we said that. So not a second guess. It's what we thought at the time, and, and again, uh, just sad about the way it worked out. Before I leave, I just want to say yeah. this. If Trey Henderson get another sack, I'm a puke. I'm telling you, the guy's having a great season, isn't he? I mean, again, they made that decision uh, to invest in Marcus Williams over Trey Hendrickson, and I've had analysts on that said, oh, it was absolutely the right move. Okay, uh, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I don't want to name names, but guys I've had on this show, and I kept saying all along, what don't you like about a guy that's just turning 26 that's coming off his best year that's clearly ascending as a player, and he's gone elsewhere, and he's proven it. What, sacks in eight straight games now? I mean, he is a massive factor. Is he going to light you up looking at his physical skill set and run right by you? No. He's just going to outwork you and make plays. And given the Saints' lack of a pass rush this year, he is sorely, and I mean sorely, missed. Well, I guess you can see Andrews P. got his money. So I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> You got it. Like I, like I told somebody, I'm out of here. I just feel somebody in Atlanta. Yeah. Got a voodoo doll, and the Pelicans and the Saints is just suffering. Somebody, somebody in Atlanta doing this, man. So I don't know what else to say. It's been awful years, injuries and losses. Yeah. I don't know what else. To, I don't know no other conclusion to come up with. Yeah, I hear you, it's buddy. It's been horrible. Brandon, great to hear from you, my friend. Congratulations on Mario. Super Mario. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate it, man. I, I said some sarcasm in there. <laughs> no, I like him. I'm a, I'm a fan of crystal ball. I think it's a good yeah, move. Whatever. I'm just having fun. Yeah, All right, buddy. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. All right, we, we owe you a break. We'll take that here. 504-260-1061. Back in a moment from the Dome here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Family owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Volvo at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has a full stock of fabulous 2021 vehicles with a wide range of the XC Series, including the XC40, the XC60, and the XC90. If you are looking for a luxury sedan, see the S60 or S90. Don't forget the XC90 Hybrid or rugged V90 Cross Country from Bergeron Volvo. Visit BergeronVolvoCars.com. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at BergeronVolvo.com today. There's so much hype promoted during the Christmas season nowadays that we forget to focus on the true meaning of giving. Not how expensive the gift is, but how much it will touch her heart. Fisher & Sons Jewelers have served our community for over 40 years. And we are dedicated to sharing the art of giving to you and your loved one. Our family wishes you a very Merry Christmas. Fisher & Sons Jewelers, where the unusual is commonplace in Metairie. Exodus chapter 2 tells the story of the children of Israel in Egypt. It said they continued to groan under the burden of their bondage. They cried out for help, and their cry rose up to God. It said God heard their groaning. He remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, and he looked down on the people of Israel, and he knew it was time to act. Well, let me, let me give you some more good news for right now. In the middle of your most difficult times, know this, God has not changed. He still sees, he still hears, he still remembers. 
This is Michael Green inviting you to join me and Linda this week at LifeGate, 1317 Butternut Avenue in Metairie. We start at 10 o'clock. We will worship and we will speak words of peace, encouragement, and Holy Spirit insight. Follow us on Facebook at LifeGate Church Ministries, or you can follow the messages on YouTube, Michael Green, LifeGate Ministries. But in the meantime, remember this, he sees, he hears, and he remembers. (laughs) That's good news. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME. Not a lender. Offer not valid in all states or prohibited by law. Loan availability and amounts are subject to lender approval and not all consumers qualify. Terms and conditions apply. See website and lender for details. Wait, wait, wait. Tell me where'd you get that money? Oh, this? Oh, man. All this money came from 33money.com. Right online. Are you saying you went to 33money.com and got all that money you needed fast? Man, you know it. I went to 33money.com yesterday and bam, five grand was in my account today. Now, now hold on. 33money.com helped you get 5K like that. Yeah, man. That's right. 33money.com's lenders provide personal loans for up to $5,000 for people like you and me, even if you don't have good credit. Man, I'm always short on cash. Can 33money.com give me the money I need fast? If you need extra money fast, go to 33money.com. Just have a checking account and a regular source of income. Go to 33money.com and you can get the loan you need now. Regardless of your credit, go to 33money.com to get the money you need fast. Type www.33money.com directly into the address bar. That's 33money.com. Again, 33money.com. 33money.com. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Hey, how'd you like to get paid to work out? Yes, I said get paid to work out. Now you can with ISSA, the global leader in personal fitness certification. If you're interested in a money-making career in fitness as a personal trainer, now is your time because ISSA is guaranteeing you will get a job. That's right. There's a huge demand for certified personal trainers right now. So once you get ISSA certified, they guarantee you will get a job. Just text FORM to 323232 now to get started for free. You do everything at your own pace and 100% online. Live your life on your terms. Get certified and train like you want, full-time, at a gym, at home, or as a side hustle. Whatever works for you. Don't wait another day to start your career in fitness. Get certified and start making money fast, guaranteed. Just text FORM to 323232 right now to get started with your ISSA certification for free. Text the word FORM to 32 Want to call an audible? Throw a flag? Call a technical? It's all good. Go for it now on a three tailgater show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now, 504-260-1061. Saints and the Jets in New Jersey, and I guess the question is who's playing, Ed, anything on the COVID situation with the three players, or is that something we're just going to have to wait on until game time Sunday? 
Yeah, I, I think you'll see that in warm-ups, don't you? Yeah, I do too. They're not going to tell you. We'll just wait. You have, two, have to have two negative tests day by day in succession. Mark Ingram, Ty Montgomery, and, of course, Cam Jordan all would have to have that to be able to play. We know Ramchek's not playing. That's disappointing. Uh, we do know Kamara's back. That's encouraging. And we know Sean Payton said Taysom Hill's good enough to play. Otherwise, he wouldn't play him. That was uh, paraphrasing what he said, right, Ed? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's accurate, Kenny. So what do we expect? The Jets are pretty banged up, too. They're not that good, but the Saints are not that good, at least not at this stage. So what well, do we expect you know in this what? game? You know what? The Jets, the Jets aren't very good uh, offensively. They average 18 points a game. And uh, what I would expect is this. As long as the Saints uh, don't turn it over and play a pretty solid football game, I think they're going to win. Matt? Well, they're not... And the Jets are not very good at stopping the run. Uh, I think that that bodes well for the Saints and the game plan that they want to employ, having Kamara back and having Taysom with the finger injury. Not sure how well he's going to be able to throw the ball. I would look for the Saints to really try to exploit that and you know keep the ball on the ground, try to limit the amount of times they've got to put it up in the air. Fortunately, the weather in New York will not be the blizzard that it was in Buffalo. Or New Jersey, as it were. Or New Jersey, as we saw on Monday night. So that also helps as well. So, I mean, I, I like the Saints to win, but, I mean, it's at this point in the juncture with, with the way these two teams are and the, the way they're banged up, it really is a coin toss. And, Ed, I, I would imagine if he stays healthy, it's Taysom Hill's ball the rest of the season, right? Yeah, this is his audition, don't you think? Yeah, first one didn't go very well at all, and I still haven't seen enough to convince me, for sure, with decision-making or accuracy. And yet, as I said before, I think it's unfortunate that he takes a lot of shots from fans now, and he suddenly went from being a favorite to being a target. Man, the guy's a good NFL player. He's just not shown that he's a good NFL quarterback well, to this stage, no, reason, despite good the reason, moments. The reason he's a target is because he's the quarterback on the field when the team is losing. That, that's that's pretty simple. Um, and look, I, I think if you saw what Dallas did uh, against the Saints Thursday night nine days ago, mm -hmm. what they did was they uh, uh, employed a lot of spy technique. They had Micah Parsons doing that a lot. They, uh, they had a lot of men around the line of scrimmage. They played a lot of man-to-man, -man, and they dared uh, somebody in a Saints uniform to get some separation. And the only time that they really got a guy wide open was on a rub route on um, on uh, Lou Jordan Humphrey where they, they picked near the line of scrimmage. And other than that, the Saints receivers did not get a lot of separation. Yep, I, I listen, I think it's one of those situations where uh, where they, you know, they, they, they just don't have the receivers to be able to do that. So they, uh, they just don't have the receivers to be able to do that. And that's the, uh, you know, that's the biggest concern uh, that they just don't have the playmakers to be able to help a quarterback, right? So that, that's it, regardless of who the quarterback is, whether it's Jameis Winston, whether it would have been Drew Brees, or, or whether it's Taysom Hill or anybody else. We've got to get to break, but I don't think we'll see in book this year unless uh, there's another injury. I think it's a redshirt year for book, Ed. And it should be. Agreed, Matt? Yeah, I agree as well. I, yeah. don't, I don't think... I don't think things get that bad and at this point, yeah. too. If it's gotten that bad, you're not in the playoff situation. Why risk? Yep. You know, um, uh, 
creating a problem with his development to put him on the field when he's clearly not ready. Back with a final word on the Pelicans when we return in a moment here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and on the web at NashFM1061.com. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report Memphis Region Zone E. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. And for 87 years, the Sugar Bowl has hosted top-ranked teams, All-Americans, and national champions. Now, on New Year's Day, the best of the Big 12 and SEC will square off in the 88th All-State Sugar Bowl. Get your tickets today. Visit AllStateSugarBowl.org for ticket information. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more last-minute deals delivered right on time. It's the biggest deals of December, so get more because you save more with eBay's one-day-only last-minute deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. You heard you could save big when you bundle home and auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. There's so much hype promoted during the Christmas season nowadays that we forget to focus on the true meaning of giving. Not how expensive the gift is, but how much it will touch her heart. 
Fisher & Sons Jewelers have served our community for over 40 years. And we are dedicated to sharing the art of giving to you and your loved one. Our family wishes you a very Merry Christmas. Fisher & Sons Jewelers, where the unusual is commonplace in Metairie. Last chance today, call the Three Tailgaters Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Pelicans a winner last night, 109-93 over the Pistons. Uh, first and foremost, got to win, that's good. Beat the worst team in the MVA, but doesn't matter. You got to win, Ed, that's good. Yeah, you got to win, you won. You were way down early, came back. And here's the thing that uh, I thought was encouraging. You outscored them by six from the three-point line. Actually, by eight by eighteen, when you tally up the points, and it was a sixteen-point ball game. No doubt, uh, Matt. Obviously, this is a team that you know has, has been the worst record in the Western Conference, and it's gotten to the point where we almost forget about Zion Williamson, right? Just it's why even think about him at this point, right? Who? Yeah, I hear you exactly. Well, look, hey, I, I'm I, I can't break down the NBA as well as you guys can, but I can boil it down. The Pelicans won last night for one simple reason, guys. Catherine went to that game. <laughs> Hadn't been to a game all year. She went to the That's game. It. Pelicans win. It's as simple as that. So if you want them to keep on winning, just make sure you can get her into the game. Get her she's, a ticket, She's man. clearly the good luck charm. Look, I've been to three Pelicans games. They've You're lost. For three, huh? They've lost by worse scores each time I go. Way so, to go, man. So it's, that's clearly the magic charm right there. It's all about you. All right, they got to go to San Antonio to play the Spurs tomorrow night. Brandon Ingram played well last night. That's good. Kyra Lewis done for the year. That's bad. And, of course, we'll keep monitoring it.